Welcome to Creators Are Brands, part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. I'm your host, Tom Boyd, and this show is where I explore how storytellers are building brands online. In other words, I talk to creators and I say, how'd you build your audience? How'd you do that? How do you make money? What's your whole thing? What do you got going on? And they tell me, and it's great. And, uh, and I geek out about it, and I just love kind of peering into other people's worlds and seeing how they, they were able to build it an audience and a brand around their their ideas. Now, this episode is a solo episode, and I, I decided that I wanted to make this episode around what I think makes for the happiest creators. So observations around how creators have built their brands in order to set themselves up to actually enjoy this brand. Not just a million followers, not just becoming full-time and and making seven figures but more about just like ideas around how they approach their brand or ideas that could be useful based off of mistakes that I've seen other people make including myself so let's get into it I need to find this here this started as a tweet and then I was just like hey I'm gonna I'm gonna say this to my microphone and call it a podcast episode so where are we at here I gotta scroll down here uh Observations around the happiest creators. One, they're cool with starting out part-time. They're not in this crazy rush to need to monetize this thing. When you start out part-time, you can focus on what you want this thing to be without the feeling restrained or any sort of uh, forced in any direction for what the content needs to be. You create the content without financial pressure to 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 have to make this thing make money and, and to work for someone else. You just make it work for you and work for you. Meaning, is it uh, is this true to you? Is this aligned with something that you want to talk about like like on a consistent basis? Because that's what you need to do as the creator, as the face, as the person that's running this ship. And a lot of people they they think too early around how this is going to make money so they start to transform what it should look like what they should be talking about in order to have this thing make money and then you have to consistently do that once it starts working and then they get burned out and i and i bring that idea up a lot but i I see a lot of people going that direction and uh so the the idea would be if you have a full-time job it, it if you're if you're working on this creator brand on the side amazing you can it, that affords you to be able to experiment to test things to to you know throw the pickles at the wall a hundred times whatever that means um, and see what sticks in a way that you want it to stick so not just about what the audience is resonating with but about what you want to be and and how you want to show up without outside minds trying to tell you what it should be and then you become the expert on your audience once you build it and you built it in your way. And, and uh, the, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking like I get there's – it's okay to think about maybe format, content format and how a brand would slide into that. Less about what the content actually is than what you're saying and what you're doing. It, 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 content format, for example, a podcast. The, it's easy to slide a, a brand into a podcast format. But if I'm overly thinking about what brands want me to say on this show 
and I'm thinking about that for every single show, then it's going to become annoying for me to create this because I'm because then it's just going to feel like another job. And I want this to be my thing. I want this to be true to who I am. So I show up and I enjoy it. And that leads me to number two, which is built around your creative expression. So if you start part time and you have money coming in from something else, this can truly start as your creative expression, a creative outlet for you where you have say in what this content is. And while you're doing that, be hyper observant about (laughs) what you enjoy what you enjoy talking about and what you don't. It's good to look at what the audience responds to, but it's another thing to have them dictate every single thing that you're doing. And then again, that feels like you have more bosses. <laughs> your audience is your boss instead of this this collaboration back and forth where you're creating stuff that resonates, but also it, it comes from a place you're aligned with, that you feel good about, that is true to you. Number three, they're not on every platform. They focus on one to two platforms. They, they, they master one corner of the internet. They become the go-to person in that place. And not, maybe not the go-to person, maybe the top 100 go-to people in, 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 in whatever their, their quote-unquote niche is. And we'll get into more about the niches. But they, they, they uh, hone their skills, their delivery on one platform. And, and unless it's short-form video, like I get that short-form can cross over to multiple platforms. Short form is technically, in my opinion, another type of social platform. <laughs> it's just like uh, if you have short form, you might as well post it on others. But still thinking with one platform top of mind and building around that. And that's something that, that that's a uh, that's something that I'm working on right now is is what platform do I want to be the one that I own? And then I can move my audience around from that point. Uh, and then number four, I don't even know where we're at. I think we're number four they become the niche. So they're not just known for the thing, the the topic, the industry that they're that they're in. They're known for their way of thinking. And when people buy into your way of thinking, not just the information, but your way of approaching things, you're a unique POV and angle, then they start to buy into other things that you want to bring to them. <laughs> when you take your skills, your experience, your way of thinking and a topic your entire approach and experience, it becomes the niche. It becomes the one of one. Number five, create your own algorithm. We're always given other people's metrics of success. School, our job, uh, social media. Like you should care about the most followers. What if I cared about the most saves or uh, or favorites on videos instead of likes and and shares right like like what if i decided like what my metrics are or, and how i measured my videos it would it would it would be quite different uh you know some of my videos they have a million a million views they have less favorites than videos that have 40,000 <laughs> and which video is technically connecting with the audience more i'd say it's the one that people are bookmarking and saying i want to watch that one again so uh, what happens is we let other people tell us what success looks like, quote unquote, their algorithm. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then we dictate our goals around their algorithm and our goals dictate our actions. Our actions are how we spend our time and how we spend our time is what dictates our happiness. So I'm not saying none of those things matter. Like, yeah, of course, like it's nice to have videos do well. But when that's the only thing, 
It doesn't complement the process. It doesn't complement uh, whether or not you're enjoying it or, or like you reflecting each week or like spending time in deep work and, and really uh, doing projects that are meaningful and, and, and important to you. Their goals are dictating how we spend all of our time. Then it leads, I think, to creator, uh, cr like unhappy creators. <laughs> I, I, I just think uh, that's what I see. So I think that it needs to, it needs to be a compliment and you need to create your own algorithm. All right. Six, trying to be everything to everyone instead of everything to someone. So this is an analogy and I don't know if it's perfect, but I went to a, a local surf shop <laughs> this weekend <laughs> and there's a dude in the local surf shop that's just loves this local surf shop. Small, quaint, he owns it. He knows everyone that comes in and out. For the people that go into this surf shop, they feel like it, 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 they feel like they're the only customer, all right? It's a great experience for them. And then this guy loves what he does. He loves surfing. He loves talking about it. This is his world. He doesn't aspire to turn this thing into a, a chain. He doesn't aspire to have this in every mall in America. So, so some creators, right? Like I say that that's like a small creator experience. Uh, you want to create a YouTube channel that has a hundred thousand followers that you're able to make an extra three to four grand with a month. Like that's fine. The local surf shop versus the mall, the mall that is in every single town across the world, right? That's, that's like the mega top 1% creators. Like that's fine if they want to do that. But what I, what I see is like there's more, more opportunity to be a local surf shop creator, <laughs> you know, be everything to someone. The people that go into that shop, like it feels like he knows you. <laughs> he has a conversation with everyone that comes in. It's more hands on. And it's also a better experience for most of the customers than going into the mall. So th that's just a little analogy is like the, the mall is trying to be everything to everyone. Uh, the local surf shop is everything to someone. Th that's where most creators will be building their brands. It's being everything to someone. I I'm still working out that that sort of that metaphor there. You know, also, yeah, the one thing I noticed, he was like just super happy. Like, I feel like if he tried to build a chain everywhere, he, he wouldn't enjoy that. It would take the fun out of just operating this surf shop and connecting with the customers that come in. So that's what keeps it fun for him. So I don't know. That, that's how I think about my brand. Like, like that's sort of how I'm building this. I want to be the surf shop, right? I don't want to be the mall. And, and the reason I bring that up is because the top 1% is usually what gets highlighted. But there's thousands and thousands of these local surf shop creators that are making a good amount of money and they don't have these, uh, these crazy followings. It, it's just I'm everything to someone and that someone – they buy my products in some way, shape, or form, and they enjoy it, and they talk about it. I'm the go-to person in this space for this thing. Number six. Number seven. I, what number are we on? You got to tell me. Uh, works with brands that they actually love. Works with brands that they actually love. They're very protective about what they share with their audience. Let's take that, that the local surf shop again. You know, he's, he's not just going to take some brand because it's popular and put it in the store what he's going to do is is only work with people that uh he feels like is right to his customer that he's built trust on and and i feel like it should be the same for creators if someone comes with an opportunity and it's lucrative and you feel like it'll benefit your audience in some way 
and you feel like you can get a return for them, th this brand, do it. Go ahead and do it. Uh, I, I think that's important. Uh, showing up on in these videos because what happens is the brand integration will be much better. Your audience will be happier because they'll be like, yeah, he's truly connected with that brand in some way. Like that that was a big thing with me working with HubSpot. Like I, I was like, yo, I'm fully aligned with their positioning uh, and, 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 and how they want to provide resources for creators and be a voice in the creator economy. And it made a lot of sense for me. Um, but I think a lot of people, they can get into these, these, the, these brand deals that they don't like. The, the, the brand integrations don't look great. And, and then they attract more of those same types of brand integrations. So work with brands that you actually love and seek to build relationships with those brands and, and do more longer-term deals and not just one-off deals. Get the one-off deal and then prove it a success and then build relationships over time and find other ways to add value to these brands. They, uh, number eight, they don't focus on trends. Trends aren't that important to them. They create trends, if anything. They're, they're the, the type of people that people look at and then they copy them and then people say, oh, you're just like them. You're, you're stealing their style. That, that's, like, that's like just an obvious, an obvious one. When you lean on trends, then you're constantly trying to like uh, keep up with the times and, and, uh, and, and, uh, and then you kind of get grouped in with everyone else that is doing those. There's no unique stance. It's just a way of being like part of the pack. Even if they do do a trend, they do it in a way that's totally unique to them. So they don't do it the way everyone else does it. I don't have a clear example that, that I can even point to right now, but I think you get what I'm talking about. Hey, and thank you for listening to this point in the show. If you could do me a, a, a huge favor, please send this with a friend. One creator, one person that is putting their ideas out there, send it to them and say, hey, I think you'll get some value from this show. This guy, he's, he's a little, he's a little, he's a little weird, but <laughs> he's got some good ideas. You can say that. I'll, I'll allow you to say that. All right. Number, what are we at? Eight or nine. Oh, they make look. So this is a concept. Look at me content versus look at you content. And this is a metaphor. So you know when you're you're at a sporting event and during the timeout of the game, all of the people in the stands, like the cameraman will put the, the camera on them and like there'll be music playing and like people will like they, they see the camera, they see it's on them and then they get hype and they start dancing most of the time. Like they get excited and they start boogieing, they wave to the camera, they grab their friend and they just get really stoked. That's look at you content. I think a lot of creators, they start like, cause you know, we like attention a little bit, but even I, I think the best creators make content that says, look at you. And even if it's their own stories, they have, they, they provide stories, they provide insight to their world in some way that helps people think about their situation, their experience in some way. So even if it's like my personal story that I'm sharing, the point of sharing it is for you to, to take an idea from that story and apply it to your your own personal experience. I think look at you content is the same way. It's like when someone watches your video, they feel like that camera is on them during that time out and they're stoked. Oh yeah, like he gets me. This guy gets me, you know? That that's the point of look at you content. I think that that's a, a, a just a wonderful way of thinking about how you approach your work, whether you're sharing educational content, you're more from a place of entertainment, you're constantly trying to put the camera on your audience in some way and have them feel hype about what they're doing. The number 10 or nine, oh, guys, what are we on here? Relationships over transactions. 
relationships over transactions. So we talked about I, – I, I say that almost in every episode. I think it's so incredibly important. I've actually learned more about how important this is in the Twitter world. So mo a lot of the creators that you see that blow up, they – I didn't realize it, but a big part of their strategy is developing relationships with people that have big followings. <laughs> and then one or two retweets from those people with big followings shows social proof to other people in that area, in, in like that niche or that whatever world they're trying to build in. Then you get you, – you use those one or two. They, they end up you know using those relationships to then get more relationships. And even on top of that – the relationships in the creator economy, uh, Naval Ravikant talks about this, they compound. So right now, and you feel like you have like a thousand followers or you, you haven't been able to get the reach that you've you've honestly, you thought you should have had at this point, you can still connect with people that are currently at your level, that are building, that you believe in, that have a lot of potential. So say you connect with five, you're a YouTuber, you have a thousand followers. Start connecting with five other YouTubers that are at a thousand followers and they're, they're driven. They have goals to like continue to build this account. What happens is those creators will continue to build relationships. They'll continue to build their expertise. They'll continue to build their audience. And as you're compounding your relationships over the over here, so are they. So then as you all continue to build and grow your brand, all of your relationships are compounding together. <laughs> and you can continue to work with each other, share resources, share relations, share contacts, and uh, you're all you're all becoming more valuable to each other at the same time. <laughs> like that, that I, I think that's a really cool concept that's something that i learned in the music industry there was people that they were interns or they were assistants now they got grammys now they're presidents of publishing companies and that's what i realized like start people don't have to be the president now start start building relationships with people who you see uh one one you just genuinely like right like that's important like uh, because we're moving like this isn't transactional. It's people that you genuinely like and believe in, and uh, and then and then two people that you feel like just have a potential to be to be go-to people in in these spaces. And then uh, a, a great way to do that, a, a wonderful way to do that, is to put the camera on them. That's the best way to build a relationship. Give them resources in some way. If you have a relationship, you think they could help them, connect them. You know, get their permission first. Uh, if, if there's like a, a tool or, or something that you come across that will, will help them in some way, just give that. Just, just go with this idea of like, I'm going to give, give, give in, in this space with these creators around my same, my, my same level right now because we're all going to continue to grow and build together. So uh, I, I just think that's a, that's a beautiful way of thinking about it is building relationships and, and it doesn't always have to be with people that are are at the, the, the top of the, the industry now. Build with people that have the potential. Build with people that uh, you like and that you believe that you believe in. It just it also just makes it more fun. And, and and this is another thing I've been thinking about. Because these platforms are changing so much and the technology changes so much, you really have to be in a, a space for like three months to be an expert. Right? Like the way like YouTube shorts, right? It, it's changing so much. Like the, an expert six months ago in YouTube Shorts, like might not be an expert now. Like the way the platform is going to be changing with the YouTube fund and and how people are getting paid and how people are going to consume content on there. And the, all these platforms are adding new new features, new new ways of using them. That like creators are getting 
really smart at using and, and, and finding genius ways to integrate into their brand. Uh, so if you're building with other people that are kind of go in the same direction as you, you can share industry tips and it makes you all smarter in the process. Uh, number 11, this is, this is the, uh, the last one on the list. It's they just have a sense of play. It's, it's more they're on a playground instead of uh, this idea of, of pitching an idea in a boardroom. I don't I don't know why like I like that metaphor because like a playground it's like imagine inventing a game on a playground you're all on, you're with your friends and you're inventing a game and the, there's only winners in that like you're out there exploring being experimental uh enjoying the process inventing a game just throwing out ideas playfully instead of in a boardroom pitching an idea to a bunch of people that are like you know with their suits and ties on trying to figure out how they're going to extract money from this right i think a lot of people can start to go that direction with their ideas uh, but the best creators the happiest the ones that find the most creative fulfillment out of this is they experience every single project more on the side with a sense of play, like they're on the playground, like they're experimenting and inventing a new game. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that's a cool way of thinking about it. Listen, thank you for listening to this show. Again, please share this with someone, share this with a, a fellow creator and say, hey, I want you in my network. We're going to continue to build and let's continue to work together and and push each other to uh, to, one, enjoy this as much as possible because it should be fun. And then to, and then to, like, listen, and then to make some money. Like, it's also, like, it, it's really cool when you can enjoy it and make money at, at the same time and, and see that that's possible. I actually got an affiliate uh, commission today, and it was amazing. I, like, I was like, I love, like, I, I shared something that I loved and enjoyed, and then someone just paid me. It was 50 bucks, but, like, all right, if I'm able to, like, like, that's just an example of, like, what? I was able to do something that I actually enjoyed, and 50 bucks just got put into my bank account? Like, if I could do that every day, I don't, what's the math there? Someone, uh, 50 times, um, dang it. All right, hold on, I'm going to get my calculator out so we can, uh, so we can say how much this is. 365 times 50. That's there you go. 50 bucks a day is $18,000. <laughs> so if I can figure out how to do that once, maybe I can figure out how to do it once a month, then then once a week, then once a day, and then all of a sudden we have this side I income from something we enjoy uh, making 18000 a year. Uh, but listen, th that's what happens when you just uh, explore it from a um, – that angle of of playing and experimenting and and then and like building the algorithm the way you want and then monetizing it from there all right i appreciate you have an inspired day share this episode with someone oh yeah download it too if you're listening if someone shared this episode to you please download it it shows hubspot that my audience actually uh connects with my show go get them have a wonderful day put the camera on your face put your ideas out there you're capable of amazing things all right bye